0: to GPT reviews.
1: A daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world.
2: What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPTs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit
1: come in equal parts. Enjoy. What's up,
0: GPT minions? It's your favorite radio host Giovanni, coming at you live on this wonderful Friday, June 16th. 2023. And let me tell you, today's show is going to be lit with all the latest AI news and research out there. But hold up, before we dive in, let me drop a little teaser for you. Did you hear about the Boolean joke? The best part is even if you're wrong, you're only off by a bit. Ha! Ah, I know, I'm such a nerd, but that's why you love me. Okay, back to business. Today we're spilling the tea on Amazon's leaked document outlining 67 ways to use ChatGPT for the ultimate work advantage, and Japan and Israel proving that copyright doesn't apply to AI training. Plus, I'll be joined by my awesome collaborators Robert, Olivia, and Belinda to get their insights on all the juicy details. Oh, and before I forget, did you know that Business.com just sold for a whopping $7.5 million? That's crazy! But the AI industry is only going up from here, my friends. So sit tight, and let's get into these topics. But first, we gotta launch our news theme. Hit it! Our first news story comes from Business Insider and is titled, A leaked document of Amazon's ideas for using ChatGPT and AI at worklists 67 ways to take advantage of the ChatGPT boom. This sounds like Amazon is really leaning into AI, Robert.
2: Yeah, it seems like Amazon employees have identified 67 potential use cases for ChatGPT and similar AI applications across various teams at Amazon. Apparently, they're interested in using the AI chatbot for tasks such as generating software code and marketing materials. It's also proposed for salespeople to quickly analyze financial reports to identify strategic goals. That's
0: quite a range of uses. How is Amazon incorporating ChatGPT into their operations?
2: Well, there's a suggestion to incorporate a ChatGPT-like search bar on Amazon's platform that can explain the pros and cons between brands and summarize user reviews. And employees are even considering using ChatGPT as a significant part of Amazon's decision-making process. Although, Amazon has cautioned employees about using ChatGPT responsibly and not sharing confidential information.
0: And what about the employees? What are their thoughts on AI technology?
2: The leaked document showcases Amazon's efforts to address the growing prominence of ChatGPT and other AI chatbot apps. It seems like employees are eagerly embracing the rise of AI technology, particularly ChatGPT. Some of the ideas mentioned in the document are already in the prototyping phase, including a security automation tool and an engineering app to answer questions about Amazon Web Services products.
0: So, it looks like Amazon is really exploring the potential of AI technology. Thanks for the insight, Robert. Our next news story is from technomancers.ai and it's a bit controversial. Japan recently reaffirmed that it will not enforce copyrights on data used in AI training. What do you make of that, Robert? Well, it's certainly a bold move, isn't it? Japan is basically
2: saying that any data can be used for AI training, regardless of whether it's copyrighted or obtained from illegal sites. I can already hear the lawyers sharpening their pencils. Why do you think Japan made this decision? It seems like Japan is trying to boost its AI technology and become a leader in the field. The government believes that copyright worries, particularly those linked to anime and other visual media, have held back the nation's progress in AI. So, they're going all in with this no-copyright approach to remain competitive.
0: How do you think this decision will impact the global regulation debate on AI?
2: It's definitely going to add a twist to the discussion. We've been talking about the possibility of rogue nations disregarding global frameworks to gain an advantage, but now we have a major world economy saying they won't hinder AI research and development. Plus, they're prepared to compete directly with the West using this new technology. It's a
0: bit of a game changer. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. Thanks, Robert. Our last news story comes from the Disco Project and talks about the Israel Ministry of Justice issuing an opinion supporting the use of copyrighted works for machine learning. Robert, what do you think about this development? Well, it's
2: about time someone acknowledged the importance of using copyrighted materials for machine learning. The opinion concludes that machine learning typically falls within the scope of fair use, and therefore, the use of copyrighted works in the machine learning context is permitted under Israeli copyright law. That's interesting.
0: How does this impact the development of AI systems in Israel?
2: The Opinion is a significant step towards legal clarity on the issue and can spur innovation and maximize the competitiveness of Israeli-based enterprises in both machine learning and content creation. Also, the Opinion offers helpful guidance to AI developers in courts and other fair use jurisdictions including the United States, Canada, and Korea.
0: So this seems to be part of a global trend, can you tell us more about that? Sure, the
2: global trend is towards permitting the use of copyrighted works by computers rather than directly by humans. The EU Directive on Copyright in the Digital Single Market requires EU member states to adopt copyright exceptions for text and data mining, and Japan and Singapore
0: have also enacted TDM exceptions. This is definitely a fascinating development for the future of AI. Thanks, Robert! And now, it's time for our next section. Olivia, what do you have for us today in your random reads?
3: Well... I have been scrolling through the internet as usual, and I stumbled upon an interesting discussion on the future of open source language models. Jim Fan, a renowned AI researcher, shared his thoughts on the matter, and I have to say, it's brilliant.
0: That does sound interesting. Launch away with our random reads.
3: Today's article is titled Jim Fan on the Future of Open Source Language Models, written by Jim Fan on Twitter.
0: Interesting. What does Jim have to say about open-source language models?
3: Well, he discusses how open LLMs will continue to improve at an accelerating pace but will still fall behind the best commercial models. He also points out that the diversity of open LLMs is a major benefit, as they can be fine-tuned for specific domains and cultures.
0: That's a good point. Do you think there's a chance that open LLMs will catch up to commercial ones?
3: Jim assigns less than 5% probability that any open-source model can match GPT, for on all tasks that matter by the time OpenAI releases GPT-5 in 2024. It's a bold prediction, but he admits he'd be happy to be proven wrong.
0: It sounds like the article brings up some controversial topics. What else does Jim mention?
3: He emphasizes that commercial models benefit from massive GPU and talent firepower, which allows them to concentrate on a single model and learn from the best tricks from open source models. Additionally, open LLMs will always have more diversity, making them ideal for specific use cases like medical or legal language.
0: Great insights! And where can our listeners find this article?
3: You can find the link to Jim's Twitter thread in the podcast description.
0: And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke.
4: Hey there, fitness freaks! I'm Jane, and I'm here to introduce you to the hottest workout gear on the market, Sweat and Regret.
2: Wow, I can tell it's going to be a great day.
4: Are you tired of those lame exercise routines that don't give you any results? Well, Sweat and Regret is the answer to all your prayers.
2: It's a workout machine, Jane. Let's not get carried away.
4: This thing will whip you into shape like nothing else. Just look at these abs. Yeah,
2: because we all have the body of a Greek statue.
4: But wait, there's more. With sweat and regret, you'll get a full body workout in just 10 minutes a day.
2: 10 minutes? That's barely enough time to change clothes.
4: And listen to this. If you order now, you'll get a set of weights absolutely free. Woohoo! So what are you waiting for? Order Sweat and Regret today and start feeling the burn.
2: Yeah, because nothing says inspiration like crippling regret.
0: Thanks, sponsor. Send an email to sergi at earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Thanks to our lovely sponsors for today's show. Now, listen up you gym rats and couch potatoes. It's time to hit your brains with some AI and machine learning tech. In today's research paper segment, we'll be exploring the latest advancements in end-to-end reinforcement learning for rearrangement and benchmarking general conditional image similarity. And, to help us navigate the complexities of these papers, we have Belinda, our AI research expert, who will join us shortly. So, buckle up your seatbelts and get ready to have your minds blown. Our first paper today is titled Galactic, Scaling End-to-End Reinforcement Learning for Rearrangement at 100K Steps Per Second, and it's about a simulation and reinforcement learning framework for robotic mobile manipulation. Belinda, can you give us some more details on what Galactic is and what it aims to achieve?
1: Sure. Galactic is a large-scale simulation and reinforcement learning framework for robotic mobile manipulation in indoor environments. It uses a fetch robot equipped with a mobile base, 7 DoF ARM, RGBD camera, ego motion, and onboard sensing to rearrange objects by navigating to an object, picking it up, navigating to a target location, and then placing the object at the target location.
0: And how does Galactic compare to existing simulation and reinforcement learning frameworks in terms of speed?
1: Galactic is incredibly fast. It achieves over 421,000 steps per second on an 8 GPU node, which is 54 times faster than Habitat 2.0. When it comes to simulation plus RL speed, it achieves over 108,000 SPS, which is 88 times faster than Habitat 2.0. These speedups not only drastically cut the wall clock training time of existing experiments, but also unlock an unprecedented scale of new experiments.
0: That's impressive. And what were the results of the experiments conducted using Galactic?
1: They conducted the largest scale experiment to date for rearrangement using 5 billion steps of experience in just 46 hours, which is equivalent to 20 years of robot experience. This scaling resulted in a single neural network composed of task-agnostic components achieving 85% success in geometric goal rearrangement, compared to 0% success reported in Habitat 2.0 for the same approach. That's a
0: massive improvement. It sounds like Galactic has the potential to revolutionize the field of robotic mobile manipulation. Our next paper is titled GeneCIS, a benchmark for general conditional image similarity, and it's from researchers at FAIR, Meta-AI, VGG, and the University of Oxford. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about?
1: Sure. The authors argue that most representation learning methods learn a fixed embedding function and implicitly assume a single notion of similarity. They propose the GeneCAS benchmark, which measures models' ability to adapt to a range of similarity conditions beyond just object categories. This is important because users might prefer models to focus on colors, textures, or specific elements in the scene.
0: And how did they test this benchmark?
1: The benchmark is designed for zero-shot evaluation only which means that it considers an open set of similarity conditions. They found that baselines from powerful clip models struggle on GeneCIS and that performance on the benchmark is only weakly correlated with ImageNet accuracy, suggesting that simply scaling existing methods is not fruitful.
0: So what's the proposed solution for improving models' ability to adapt to different similarity conditions?
1: The authors propose a simple, scalable solution based on automatically mining information from existing image caption datasets. They found that their method offers a substantial boost over the baselines on GeneCIS and further improves zero-shot performance on related image retrieval benchmarks. In fact, though evaluated zero-shot, their model surpasses state-of-the-art supervised models on MIT states.
0: Thanks, Belinda. It's exciting to see how this benchmark can help improve models' ability to adapt to different similarity conditions beyond just object categories. lovely but exceedingly dense audience it's time to say goodbye. I know, I know, you're all crying and whimpering but let's try to hold on to our dignity. I mean, there's always next week, right? I want to take a moment to thank my awesome collaborators Robert, Olivia and Belinda. Without them, this show would be as empty as a Walmart on a Sunday morning. Robert, you're the only analyst I know who can recite pi to the 100th decimal. Olivia, you're the only internet explorer who doesn't get lost in the deep dark web. And Belinda, you're the only AI research expert who can make a chatbot cry. Don't forget to check the podcast description for all the juicy details. We couldn't squeeze into the show. And now the moment you've all been waiting for the saddest joke in the world. How to explain the movie inception to a programmer. When you run a VM inside another VM inside another VM, everything runs real slow. Cue awkward laughter. Last but not least, keep those love or hate mails flowing, people. We live for your feedback, even if you're all a bunch of tech-impaired Luddites. Good night!